Hello, hello. Hey. You speak. Hello. 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 Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Mm. Um, so when we do the soundboard things, you'll see how long's left on the timer, so you'll know, even though you can't hear right? it, because we got we don't need to wear the headphones. But you'll see the timer. So if I press that, that'll be sexy music. <laughs> you just don't break eye contact with the whole thing. <laughs> we have to write who's going to blink first. We got to record the whole show without blinking. And each other's. I think you're going to. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, you went. You went. I sort of slightly blur my eyes. I know it probably doesn't help. It gives you a little headache, but uh, okay. I'm quite good. Anyway. Right, let's do it. Um, it's not a particularly interesting audio podcast, no, doing a right. content. <laughs> Hello and thank you for listening to episode 384 of 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. Nice, nice fingers in the ears there. I don't have that, to do that though, do I? Very smashy and nicey. Uh, and it, this is the Decade of Decadence show for August. I had to think, well, I almost said 2014 then. I don't know why. <laughs> it feels like the last time I was here. 2021, brought to you by Dean of the Dead, Hot Horror Sources. And if you hadn't guessed it already, uh, and you didn't listen to last month's show... Tom sat opposite me. Hello. If you can hear this, oh, that's my hand on Dave's leg. He slapped my thigh. Yeah. Hello, Tom. We're, 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 hello. We're here. <laughs> my God, after almost two years. Finally recording together, mate, which is nice. Yeah, we've. Uh, I, can't, I can't think what's been going on that's prevented me from being here, but I'm here now. I know we said we wanted to see more of each other, but. I think the decision to record naked might have been not the, <laughs> not the best we've ever had. Are we joking? Are we being serious? No. You'll never know. <laughs> Let's just say we've, we've been good friends for a while. Let's just say we are naked. We'd be, we'd be comfortable <laughs> in each other's skin. Yeah, I mean, I, I left my pants on uh, on your bathroom floor. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Complete accident. <laughs> you say it was an accident when you left oh, your pants on I don't the... even I don't even do that in my own house. And uh, well, I, well, I'll explain why. As we carry on, what 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 had driven me in your toilet in your bathroom well, to distraction y- to a point where I left my my shitty pants and my smelly <laughs> socks on the floor for Tina to discover. Yeah, and it was Tina that found them and and not me. So yeah, I mean, was... I'd have never seen them again. You'd have practically just like inhaled them. <laughs> I'd have used them as a face mask. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I'd have, oh. have put some elastic on them. Just strap them to your I'd face. Turn them, them inside out and strap them to your face. Whenever yeah. I went into a shop, I would have put them on my face. Uh, Dean, let's get some Dean stuff out of the way, and then we'll we'll do the catch up on on all things that've been happening. Yes, here, here. Uh, Dean, as we record on Saturday, the twenty first of August, uh, Dean is currently in Peckham, home of uh, Del Boy Trotter. Of course, if anybody knows that, at the, is it the Hot Sauce Society? 
Nice. Seems so, like a good society. So again, he's out and about. Plenty of places that you can meet him. Follow him on his social media. Uh, and you can meet him in person and buy his awesome products. Uh, all the links to his social media will be in the podcast notes for this episode. Now, we mentioned before on the last show about he'd released Periscoval Activity. Yes. A hot sauce containing blueberries, orange juice, ghost peppers, habaneros, cinnamon and spices. And since we last recorded, mate, he's released Gel Razor. <laughs> There's always a pun on, on horror names. Gel Razor Triple X Death Skull Gummies. Gummies? I didn't see this. Mm, he's got um, chilli gummies. Chilli gummies. Got to try those. It's, it's also good, got... good word, chilli gummies, to say next to each other. It is. Chilli gummies. They roll off the tongue, as his, as his gel razor gummies might do. Yes. Uh, he's got a new T-shirt out as well. He's not released one. Uh, you might remember the shows that we did at the start of the year. He was hoping to release one a, a month. Each one has been designed by a different uh, tattoo artist. His new one is Teen Wolf inspired. Oh, nice. Not the new TV show, but the 1985 yeah. movie, of course. So it's a nice uh, it's a nice little T-shirt, mate. Lovely stuff. Mm. So that's all the stuff that's happening with Dean at the moment. Again, hopefully before the year's out, we'll get to meet him. Yes, I should think so. Very nice indeed. Very. And, yeah, you're here. Oh. I'm here. You're here in 60 MW Towers. You got here on Thursday. This is Saturday. Uh, we've done a lot since haven't we we've uh, the last couple of days yesterday and yeah yesterday in particular was rammed full you and you've been here a few times over the years yes but you've been to places that you've not been before yeah so what would you recommend to everybody listening if anybody comes to north wales what places have we been to um actually let's start with what places shouldn't you go to and I've taken you into Wrexham, which is about nine miles north of where we live. Yes. A lot of times. And of course, we went Too many, one might say. <laughs> we went back there. We went back there. And would you like to tell people about your reintroduction into Wrexham? Well, yeah. So we park up in the town centre, such as it is, and we get out of a car and we go around the corner and almost immediately there is a topless man bleeding from a head, <laughs> staggering about... Um, Talk to, he wasn't shouting at people, I guess, but he was talking to people. And mm. then a police car's pulled up. They're getting the gloves on. They're uh, obviously they're, they're already masked up and uh, trying to uh, talk him down from whatever he was doing, mm. like hassling of people. And that's literally two minutes of me getting out of the car. Was that? Ah, oh, welcome back, Tom. Yeah, to Wrexham. <laughs> police car right in front of you, and a topless bleeding man. Ryan Reynolds is clearly not. Been to Rexham. He's not yet. And if anybody didn't know, he, him and I always get this name wrong. Rob, Rob McElhenney, McElhenney yeah. have bought Rexham Football Club. So, um, yeah, when they visit, I wonder if they'll be greeted by like a police car and a topless like, bleeding man. They'll be greeted by something weird. I mean, it's it's got that sort of Norwich vibe to it where like if like a celebrity had bought Norwich City um, of that statue and they came over from LA or wherever they live. And went into Norwich. They'd immediately encounter some weirdness hmm. that only in Norwich or in, <laughs> only in Wrexham. So yeah, they will. I, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. And then from there, obviously we did the the charity shop. We've been looking. I mean, you especially. I look for vinyl for taking photographs of of vinyl with shit covers on, we which is on the six DMW Instagram. There's a lot of that going on. But you were looking. You were looking for vinyl to buy. Yeah, we, I was looking for actually good. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick. But yeah, we were looking. Uh, we looked for very different things. Um, 
Uh, in Norwich, I have, I we have two different sorts of charity shops. We have the Mrs. Mills charity shop, which is the stuff you'll see on the sixty MW Instagram mm-hmm. page, um, and then we have stuff that actually has, um, you know, like stuff I'm looking for. You know, sort of more well known stuff. Unfortunately, also more expensive stuff. But yeah. you know where to go. But yeah, Wrexham was mainly Mrs. Mills. There mm-hmm. was one the first place we went in. It had lots of really good singles, but not the albums. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't leave with much. We uh, quickly left Wrexham, and yeah. and moved to the outskirts of Wrexham, where recently a Hollywood esque sign has been put up. So if anybody can picture, you know, the famous Hollywood sign that's up on the the Hollywood Hills, one has been put up on a slag heap. Sorry, I've got to say it right, on a slag heap uh, just outside Wrexham, and it's it's Wrexham. It says on it. It it says on so it. So we tried to find it. Uh, which we did successfully. Yeah, we had to go into private property, and there was a danger yeah. of death because of the um, the slate stuff, the uh, all the shale, the and shale, those, yeah, the yeah. shale underfoot. It was very slidey, I guess, mm. um, very steep. But we made our way up there, and um, we just beheld. We took you got the world tour photo, yeah, from our website. We took some photos, and a couple of videos of it. Mm. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous, but it is. It's, it's funny. Of all the, it's just one of those of all the places that have a Hollywood esque sign at the moment, Wrexham. Wrexham. But it's to do with the um, obviously the aforementioned Ryan Reynolds and Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by of uh, Wrexham Town. Mm. So, and I think he's tweeted about it, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You said so. I mean, you tagged him on a tweet. Yeah. Good plug for the World Tour page, by the way. There, mate. That was yeah, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, go to the go to the website. Details at the end of the show, as always. Go to the World Tour page. The picture that we took will be on there. So if you want to see what it looks like, uh, obviously you can go to Google and have a look if you want. But don't go to the website and look at that and join in on the World Tour because we really and that's what you, that's well that's just reminded me. I need to give you some business cards. Yes, Stay yes, with so you can, for um, World yeah, Tour pictures. Yeah, I'm going to be as I said, I'm going to be quite uh, round and about mm. in the east of England and London over the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there'll be various places, yeah. Ipswich Regent, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, and the World Tour page has been updated with photographs from America and Sweden as well recently. Yeah, a bit more so. interesting places in Colchester and Ipswich. Yeah. And then, then a slag heap in Wrexham. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, please, if you live near anywhere interesting, no matter what country you're in, join in on the World Tour. It's really easy to do. Absolutely. Ask so card. we precariously made our way down the slag heap. Yes. Which... Um, we did by taking a shortcut that was oh yeah, yeah a lot steeper than we thought it was going to be yeah it wasn't so much as a shortcut as we missed the exit yeah, for as a dice we with death I would call it well you might <laughs> man of your advancing years and then we went everything's a dice with death <laughs> then we went to uh, well if if you live around here or in Wales you went to Langothlan yeah or if you're not from here you went to Lalangalan Lalangalan because there's lots of L's and that's how you'd probably pronounce it. Which I can't believe in all the years that you've you've been here, I've never taken you to. And again, anybody coming up to this area, go to Thlangothlan. It's, re- it's really nice. Again, as you can tell everybody. Yeah, I mean, of all these years, what did I guess the first time I came up here was like 2013-ish. Mm. And you'd never, like, I'd seen it on signs and I'd heard of a place. Um, and you'd never take me there. And I didn't really think much of it. And then you were like, oh, shall we go and have something for lunch in... Langloth, Langloth, the Langolin. Um, and I was like, yeah, we've not been there. Mm. And um, it was lovely. It's so lovely there. It's really nice. And it's it reminded me of a seaside town, but um, 
without the sea. Yeah. Because like all the shops, like I think I saw an Edinburgh woolen mill and an Aldi, and all the other shops were like independent shops, mm. and it was just really nice and quaint and picturesque. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you've taken me to Wrexham about seven or eight times now, yeah. and I've never been here, which is it seems kind of equidistant from your house. Uh, but if I hadn't taken you to Wrexham, you'd have missed the topless bleeding man this time. Would I? Would I have missed him? <laughs> yeah. Um, He'd have gone back to know it's Yeah, oh I mean, God. I would have had more time in Langoughland. So, yeah. Um, and we went to a, there was a rock, kind of rock shop. Yeah, was that good. was, that was a really, it was called um, Recollections. Yeah. In Langoughland, which, you know, this is decade a decadent show. If you're into 80s stuff, 80s rock music, there was some great, like trading cards, wasn't there? There was rock music trading cards. Yeah, that cards, was a highlight, yeah. And they were nearly all from, you yeah, know, from Bobby the 80s. Crew, Warren. Um, bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, yeah, some obscure ones which are. Uh, and one, what was what oh, were the names? I am successfully. Th- shall we say? If, if shall we give the two names out and see if anybody can guess the name of the band? Because of course there was John Bon Jovi from Bon Jovi, yeah, and, Alex and John Such from Bon Jovi, yeah, and Richie Sambora. So yeah, this band was uh, was was it Gary Nutt? Gary Nutt and what was it? Oh. Bobby Bobby Bender Bobby Bender I don't know if it was Bobby Bender or Billy Bender or... it was something like that it um, was either Bobby or Billy Bender yeah. so can you guess yeah can you because I forgot what rock band again. 80s rock band Gary Nutt Bobby Bender yeah um, I can't remember and if you can well done can I guess <laughs> can, you, can you remember what the name of the band was because we'd never heard of this 80s rock band no and I was about to say what it begins with but if we're opening it up but um, it was like their main song um from 89, I think it was. It was quite good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good singer. Because um, they had, what is it, albums from 85, 89 and 91. Yeah, yeah. So it only lasted six years. But yeah. Um, yeah, like Tina had heard of them. And, um, yeah. But um, yeah, the, the name's blanking, but obviously we've got a bit of... Tangier. 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 Yeah. So yeah, bloody hell. I didn't know if I was going to stop then. <laughs> we'll be looking at Tangier for something something else yeah. later today. Yeah. Cryptic. Yeah. Future plans. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good. Good place yeah, there. Yeah, good place. Uh, and um, yeah, just nice views. Like, just a good place. Yeah, like when we stopped for a drink, that was nice, and a very nice uh, meat-filled bap. <laughs> so to stare at you like that, so when I said meat-filled bap, <laughs> um, yeah, really nice. And again, I don't want to, you know, as I don't want to belabor the point. Like I was, must have said it about five or six times yesterday. I can't believe you've never taken me to Langoughlin before. I know. It was that's, lovely. That's going to be a regular place to go whenever Absolutely. you're up here. And again. Yeah. Everybody listening, if you're in the area, go yeah, to there because it's really, really nice. Uh, one thing I don't really want to talk about, but it's you it, it, just can't avoid it. Is we, you know, we come back, we take podcast mascot Bodie for walks, uh, and we took him for a walk, and we go to this place. It's, it's the Mount, we call it. It's a very grassy area, and we walk into it, and we spy. There's a woman there we see lots of times when me and Tina take Bodie for a walk, and her dog Freddie. Best friends with Bodie, they run together. So I shout Freddie and Freddie runs down and Bodie and Freddie are together. And and Jane's, I don't know, about 50 yards away, 40 yards away. And uh, I shout to her and we're walking towards her and I'm shouting, oh, hello, this is Tom. I haven't seen him for a couple of years. He's come up from Norwich. And I don't want to talk about it anymore, Tom, because what response did I get back from Jane? Oh, is he your son? <laughs> After ten years, almost finally, at last it happened. Someone thought you were my dad. <laughs> 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 
thankfully you didn't come with the, with what would have been the ultimate yeah, comeback. Yeah, I mean, for it. you you came up with it, but it was after the after the fact. But uh, it, I could have said no, he's my granddad. But <laughs> and, I absolutely would have if I if I thought of it. But I probably was just. And then if she, if she'd have if you'd have said no, he's my granddad, and she'd have said, oh oh yeah okay, and then we'd kissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then watched the response to that. Poor Jane. Oh dear. So, I deserve that. Yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah. No offense, but I can't believe it hasn't happened. I think we worked it out in Langoflin. Like, you are eighteen years older than me, yeah, so it, technically it is, yeah. you are old enough to be my dad. Yeah. You could have had, like, you could have had me when I was eight. You were eighteen. Yeah. So, and that fact again, like I said yesterday, that will never change. No. no so, how old we get, still old enough to be my dad. Just so, just be careful what you say, son. All right. <laughs> it finally happened. Yes. And I, I actually texted my mum about it, and her response was just classic. Oh no, poor Dave! <laughs> I don't know. That's poor Dave that like would be mistaken to have me for a son. Oh, good son. Hmm. Respect my elders. <laughs> yes, respect me, you young pup. I mean, if I was your son, I'd probably wash that fucking car for you. <laughs> yes, the car that had been used for like about eighteen months. I won't though. Um, we also, while we're out and about, another place that we went to was. Um... Chirk Aqueduct you'd never been to. Yeah, we went to Chirk Aqueduct and then into Chirk Tunnel. Which is really long and pitch black. I mean, the only reason it wasn't completely pinch black, pinch black, pitch black Mm. was because a um, boat. A boat, a canal boat. I was going to call it canoe, but it's like a canal boat boat was going through and they turned the lights on in their um, kitchen Mm. while they went through. But when we went back, it was a bit darker because it'd gone. Yeah. But yeah, like really dark and spooky, and I mean, half of me wouldn't want to go there at half ten at night. Yeah, it would half be. of me would. It'd be a good dare for again anybody coming up here. Yeah. Go to you visit Chirk Aqueduct, go to, through the Chirk um, Canal Tunnel, and see if you can do yeah. it without and that was freaking like, out. That was like five in the afternoon in August, and I could just sort of like see my hand. And yeah, it was more really... the outline than my actual hand in front of my face. Yeah, and again, this is turning into a little travel show. This is the travel section of the show. <laughs> For anybody in the area as well, we talked about if you're going to Llangollen, go to Plasneweth while you're there as well, which has got oh, yeah. a lot of history to it. Yeah, yeah, really nice place. I mean, mm. I mean, the house there looks lovely. I wanted to look at the door, but some weirdo came out and was like, hello. Open the door when yeah, you're trying uh, to look yeah, at Yeah, Dave, Dave was just like, oh, yeah, go look at the door. It's really beautiful. And I went up to look at the door because, you know, it's all carved and... You know, and I went up just about to get to look at someone opens, like obviously who works there and seen us like looking and parting about outside. We're not mm-hmm. paying to go in. Um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, I can't look at the door because this guy's just stood with it open. Yeah. So, but no, when we went down into the. It's really the, nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Got some good photos. Mm. Yeah, lovely. So Babbling all, Brooks. Yeah. All the places we talked about, just go on Google, have a look. Yeah. Um, for if yeah, you're in the these, area. All these places. Yeah, especially the slag heap. Go there. Yeah, I mean, you should go. I recommend, you know, it's a good photo op if you uh, like. Yeah. It's sort of like, it reminded me of those, um, when you, you like, roadside attractions in America, like those weird roads yeah. that like the world's biggest ball of yarn and the Wrexham sign. So if you like that sort of thing, and obviously we don't get many of those in the UK, um, go and see the Wrexham sign. Yeah, you can never get up there. Yeah, you can get up there. It's a bit of a mish to try and find the entry point to walk up. Mm, and there weren't many good. people there because of that fact, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, that was fun. And then last night we watched the two films that we're going to talk about, which were, you know, our first time watch pick and our rewatch pick. We watched them on Thursday night. Yeah. Not last night. Oh, no. Last, oh, no. Last Thursday night. Thursday night we'll get to um, those films. But last night we watched um, Hysteria, the Def Leppard story. I think mm. years ago, um, 
Tina had the idea of us doing a show about it. I don't think it's worth worthy of doing a spotlight no, show about it's it. Like but... once we'd get the fact that the accents were absolutely, I like we've all seen films where the accents are all over the shop. Mm. This was something else. Like, it was ludicrous. The only one who maintained accent throughout the whole thing was the guy who played the drummer. Yeah. And he somehow started to look more and more like a child as the film went on. Yeah, he sort of de-aged as it went yeah, down Benjamin the timeline. Button. I thought it was going to go Benjamin Button. So it began in sort of like 80, 81. Yeah, like Hysteria comes out and there's just a baby sat on the drummer's yeah. <laughs> It was so weird. Like really low budget, made for TV movie. Yeah, it's a VH1. I think there was a Meatloaf one as well. I was trying yeah. to find some more, but I think it was just... All I could find was Meatloaf and Def Leppard. And this was made in 2001. I think you found a quote as well where Joe Elliott... Called it a piece of bag. A yeah, bag of shit. A bag of shit, yeah. Which was, I think is a pretty good sort of, you know, a, a review of what it is. Yeah, and it didn't look like it was made in 2000. I'm not saying it looked like it was made in the 80s where it was set, but it looked like just early to mid-90s. And it was hilarious because, of course, it was supposed to be Sheffield in like the 80s. Yeah. And it was so not... It wasn't even the UK. There was one scene <laughs> in the UK because it was, they're driving along the road and it's got the signs up and everything mm. and it's definitely the UK where, yeah. where he has his accident and loses his arm. And then it's... Apt, like there's a scene where he's out like Joe Elliott's like the first time you meet him and he's at the factory and he misses his bus and it's like a greyhound bus and it's Sheffield <laughs> in 1976 or something it's just like that's not what the bus no. is and yeah it's all very the way it's shot it's all very like like there's a school scene like they play a school disco thing and it's an American high school hmm. like it's just how the lockers are and all of that it's just like this is not it's not that but um, yeah, it was like we we took the piss, yeah, and uh, we had a laugh of it. It's on YouTube with burnt in Norwegian subtitles. I think it's Norwegian subtitles. Um, yeah. So if you want, if you do want to put yourself through it and watch yeah, it, it is it's on, on there. there. But and there's, I think Anthony Michael Hall shows up as Mutt Lang, which is odd. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty shit. Yeah. And then tonight's movies, and of course, people can keep up to date with what we're watching by following us on Letterbox. Letterbox. Of which, if you want to know, again gratuitous plug go to the website go to the meet the team page all the people's uh letterboxed names are on there uh tonight we've got a double bill lined up of and i've forgotten is it revenge of the ninja it's something of the ninja no it's not no it's not that it's it's something that were that you mentioned um and found that someone had likened to samurai cop yeah that's why and we, then we all went it. looking on youtube and the usual places to try and find it and it turns out you had it on dvd the whole time yeah so we've got that <laughs> and then that's first in case that's another dud yeah and then um streets of fire tina's choice yeah. streets of fire great film at least we know we're going to finish the night with a really good finish film. The weekend with a good film exactly so and again if anybody out there hasn't watched streets of fire or hasn't listened to the soundtrack you've got a great double dip there watch the film <laughs> yeah by the soundtrack because the film and the soundtrack are amazing. Um, yeah, and then tomorrow, back to Norwich. Yes, yep. I want to get back in the evening, and then uh, I've got a few yeah. days. And then two years till you're back up here again. It will not be two years. <laughs> it will be this year. It will, will be this year, um, without a doubt. Well, should we move on to some 80s-related stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think we've done... Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh. We, we, we haven't finished talking about what we did today. Oh, go on. Today, we went to Oswestry. Oh. We did. We did. We um, because the weather. We tried to pack in as much yesterday because the weather was. It was nice. Decent yesterday, and it was mm. supposed to piss it down today. And like even with the blinds in here, I can, I don't still don't think it's raining. Mm. I think uh, I think it's been avoided. Um, yeah, we were going to go and look at the balloon festival, which is it looked more interesting than it sounds. Yeah. Um, like hot air balloons and stuff like that. Um, 
but we figured like oh the rain you know and thunderstorms are still due but not the best weather for high balloon no, pissing no, down we, and thunderstorms. we were going to take a romantic balloon ride but we didn't want to <laughs> yeah. you know we didn't want to be hit we by did that. we did even contemplate recording the show live on air from a hot yeah, air balloon yeah we've done that before yeah we could definitely recorded something and spliced it in yeah we could have done um but no, instead we uh, we went to get went to a, a couple of indoor marketplaces. Your, oh my god, yeah! Your version of Luce's in Norwich, which is like the bric a brac store, mm-hmm. the big bric a brac area, and um, then an indoor market which we sold had vinyl. Some good vinyl hunting. Yeah, today. you'll see on again on the Instagram of mm-hmm. your of your kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, um, well, I've got well my, on, I've got, on your Instagram as I've well. My, yeah, if, if people do want to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram name, Tom? Tom D U K T H O M D U K. There you go. And I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> so, just to rattle through what I've got, because mm. I don't know when this is going up. So this was, I've got Wasp live in the Raw. This, is, this was in one of your classic boxes. Um, Why was that? So again, what called my shit boxes? I didn't say that. I, I said you're one of your boxes. My I boxes of you want to prefix it with shit. Then, and I uh, go through it at these charity places. It is all like the Mrs. Mills and yeah, Mrs. All, all stuff. So why they'd put Wasp live in the raw in with that kind of stuff? But good job they did because it was just a quid. One pound for Wasp live in the raw. It's a little scratched, but I think it's painful. absolute eighties bargain, mate. Right, yep. Absolutely. Wasp live in a raw. Yeah. Um, so that was one. And then I got Foreigner 4. Nice. Which obviously contains, obviously, I'm reading off the back. Night, uh, Jukebox Hero, Wank for a Girl Like You, Urgent, £3. Bargain again. £3 for Foreigner. Mm hmm. Lovely. And then price went up a little bit £6 oh. for Poison. Look what the cat dragged in. Oh. Just, oh, look at them. So much 80s goodness again, mate. So much hairspray. <laughs> so much makeup. Look, listen to this. Like, so obviously it says who's in the band and what they do. Yeah. And on Foreigner, for example, it says Big Jones lead guitar, keyboards, background vocals, that sort of thing. Yeah. Poison. Brett Michaels vocalizing and socializing. Oh. Ricky Rocket sticks, tricks, and lipstick fix. <laughs> Bobby Dahl. Oh, I'm not reading Bobby Dahl's one. That's really unpleasant. Oh my god! I'll, I'll show you afterwards. Yeah, okay. sorry look, to ruin, just to bring it down. But yeah, that's horrible. Look that up online. Then. Um, yeah, and Cece Deville guitar screeching and hair bleaching. I like what they've gone for, but the yeah, I'm gonna look while you read out the next one. Um, so yeah, and then uh, that was six pounds, which was fine. Then for a fiver, White Snakes. Lip, yeah, Dave made a face. Yeah, it's like what? What the hell are they putting that on? Yeah, such a fun before? album. You don't put that. Yeah, on you there. don't put that on it. No. Um, White Snake, Slip of a Tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good album. Very good album. And then I've been looking for, ever since I got record player, it's just like, I want... I mean, I could easily just go on eBay and get this. But the fun of it is looking through all the it's boxes. It's the thrill of the hunt. And we talked yeah. about this before when it came to films. Now, you know, if you want to, you can sort of click and download films. If you, you know, buying them legit, you go on eBay, you go on Amazon, you yeah, go you on can, anywhere. Yeah, you everything's can buy in your them. fingertips. But Whereas like, VHS, days, it was the thrill of the hunt trying to find things. Yeah. And you, you're doing that with your 80s Kiss album, the vinyl Yeah, I wanted Kiss Without Makeup 80s yeah. albums. And finally, it's a little expensive for what I normally get in the shops for £8, but I've got Animal Eyes. And uh, oh, look at them on the back. <laughs> yeah, so very much. Looking. And finally, this seems like a rarity to me. Um, I'd be interested to know that people listening of who, A, have heard of it, 
yeah, because uh, Tina hadn't at Tina all. Tina hadn't, so I'd be really interested so this if is, you have or haven't heard of this album. This is Jim Steinman's Pandora's Box, um, and the album's called Original Sin, and it's a double vinyl, um, and it's like a girl, like an all-girl group, mm. but Steinman does um, keyboards and obviously wrote all, and produ- wrote all the songs and produced it. And obviously, it's all Jim Steinman. Very, it's very Jim Steinman. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a lovely gatefold open up thing, double record, and it was a fiver. And I, it just struck That's me, and especially bargain. as Tina hadn't heard of it as well, it was like something yeah. that was quite rare. But um, I mean, it was the place I got it from. It's the guy seemed to know what he had. I thought I thought like the wasp live in the raw would be the bargain yeah. of the day at a quid, but yeah. if that is a rarity yeah, I mean, for I a fiver, I'll that have would be to good. look on uh, eBay later to see yeah. what it's going for. But no, I was very pleased with that. Um, yeah, if you've heard of Pandora's Box, let us know because and virtually all eighties stuff, I think. Yeah, every single tongues? one is eighty. Yeah, was Slip of the Bo- Tongue still eighty? Because that was after yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, that was eighty-nine. Pandora's Box is eighty-nine. Obviously, oh, so it's all eighties stuff. Yeah. All eighties. See, I can get the 80s right when it comes to... <laughs> when it comes to music. When it comes to music. Yeah, unlike your playlists. Look, <laughs> look, it's related. Uh, well, while we're on the subject of 80s music, I haven't got much to say about it. It's just... <laughs> I haven't got much to say about this. No, it's just because I've never heard... And it was like... <laughs> Why are you talking about it? <laughs> because I, I wanted to know again, is there anybody out there, if you've heard of it, and it's, it's, it's slightly disturbing, because the band's name, it's that Snatch... The band called Snatch, and they, the only thing they ever released was a 12-inch, four-track EP in 1985, and it's called If the Party's in Your Mouth, We're Coming. Ugh, they sound has, fucking unpleasant. Has anybody heard of Snatch or right. that EP? Has anybody got that EP? Because, again, that's completely new to me. Where, where did you see this? It was, I forget, we went down some rabbit hole on YouTube, I think, Ugh. and then that came up. I hope they regret that. And then I, <laughs> I looked, and it was like, I've never heard of it. They look like your typical sort of 80s yeah. glam rock hair metal band, but no idea. So, yeah, let us know if you do. But while I was on YouTube, I did see the trailer for Chucky, the TV show. Oh, I didn't The even, new one. I didn't even see um, that. Obviously, Don Mancini, you know, yeah, the main guy is, is involved. Brad Dourif yeah, as the voice. Jennifer Tilly's in it. Yeah. yeah. So that has got me... Very interested. And it's a TV show, so it's got to yeah. be a lot for me to get interested in a TV show. I mean, show. I didn't mind the film. Obviously, nothing to do with Don Mancini. But I can't I... remember the film. Yeah, it was... Um, I have watched it, but yeah, I can't it was, remember. It was very gory. It was, And it was, I'm so, sorry for you know the diehards, it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but if, if there's going to be two Chucky properties, because they're doing another one, I think, and they're both going to be good, then that's only a good thing, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, bad one, just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I thought it would surprise you, seeing as you were here uh, in the room with me. Uh-oh. Um, I've got some Sylvester Stallone news. Ugh. So, seeing as he is right next to you, he's looking over your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> do I? <laughs> Don't you do. He's Tom's fingering the uh, sexy music button then, by the way. I mean, uh, Sylvester Stallone news. Uh, he posted on his Instagram, he's designed the ring for Expendables 4. So He's designed the ring? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the ring. Yeah, it's always nice to see Sly's ring. And it's very big and garish. <laughs> you couldn't resist. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're going to talk like that about <laughs> uh, like sexy music, while I talk about Sly's ring. 
Uh, yeah, so he, he's he's got that ready for Expendables 4. I thought he was doing the Lee Christmas, the Christmas well, story. Well, this is another bit of sly news because he also put that starting October the 4th, I think. No, because that's other sly news. Uh, starting in October, he is filming Christmas Story, which is all to do with Lee Christmas, but apparently all the cast of the Expendables Expendables are in it. Oh right, so, it's so the ring is made is for a separate film, which will be the Expendables four. Oh nice, so yeah, yeah that continues. And um, I did see Samaritan has been bumped till next year. Oh, I'm so looking forward to Samaritan. So, I mean, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of oh. stuff coming out the rest of this year, yeah. so it would just get lost in the shuffle, I think. So, and it's also here October the second. Mm. Slides over here for the Arnold Sport Festival in the UK, which apparently everything is sold out for. Yeah, so I imagine Arnie, by uh, the time we talk now, like Sloan would have sold out. Yeah, unless you want to meet Ed Hall or something like that. It's um, but yeah, I was saying to you yesterday, Arnie and Sloan in the same building, and they're not doing a joint photo shoot. Sell, so, you know, based on the prices of these things, sell. 30 tickets for 70 quid each. Mm-hmm. Make a lot. Um, 700 quid each, not 70 quid each. Fucking seven, hell. Seven quid. Can you imagine? Seven quid. <laughs> End yeah. of the career. Um, yeah, and you'd be able to get a photo of Sly and Arnie, yeah. and your life would be complete. Oh, picture. You're in the middle of Sly and Arnie. That would what be a so sandwich. Good. I'd be filling in a real man sandwich there. <laughs> uh, and on another piece of Sly news, Sly now has had... The number one film at yes. the box office for six straight decades. Name them. Oh my God, 70s, Rocky. Yep. 80s, any one of them, really. 80s, any one of them. 90s. Rocky or Rambo films, probably. 90s would be, was it Cliffhanger? Or Demo Man? Or Demolition Man. 2000s, wasn't it? Balboa. But must be Balboa. 2010's Expendables. Yeah, and now 2020's yeah, is Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Like, no one has ever achieved that. No one will ever do that again. No, my God, like... Well, we're only into the early 2020s, so... Yeah. I don't know if we can... <laughs> Willie, when he's, he's in his mid-80s and he goes for the seventh. I mean, if he has a voice role in, like, a you know, like a CG character... Yeah, could do. In a James, something like a James Gunn film or a Marvel film... It's possible. Yeah. He could do one more. He could do one more. But yeah, what an achievement. Yeah, that's really good. I've just, I should say as well to everybody, I just thought, and I never thought of this before we recorded, I've put you in the rickety chair. So if if, if there's a... It's like creep. It's like creep. It's not my bones. I put I've got that walking yesterday. I put Tom in the rickety chair. <laughs> I, of oh, course, awesome. I, of course, have got the comfy one. Yeah. And I've put I'm, Tom I'm, in the really uncomfortable I rickety one. I am in pain. <laughs> uh, I did see an advert for... Day of the Dead as a TV series on sci-fi. That's reminded me because you're wearing a Day of now, the Dead t-shirt. I'm open to this because um, Steve Kostansky's involved, the guy who did Psycho Goreman. Ah, okay. um, I haven't seen the trailer. I think it. it I've was, seen the trailer. I'm up for it because he's good. The trailer looks all right. Predominantly, he's he does special effects. Yeah. He's, obviously, we've seen Psycho Goreman. We've seen yeah, all the practical yeah, yeah. effects in Psycho Goreman. I think this could be. I think this could be mm. something, so I'm I'm up for it. I'm up to give it a try. Normally, I'd be like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, yeah. Not just leave Romero properties alone, but this time, because of who's involved, I... it could be. Yeah, it just look it just looked pretty good. Um, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, okay. uh, a song again. This was down a YouTube rabbit hole. I've uh, put the song out. Heaven 
that was originally on the Brian Adams Reckless album from oh. 1984. Now then. The wedding song. Obviously, thought I'd bring it up, 80s related. Oh, the wedding song. Ah. I mean, uh, you just hear it every wedding if it's that. If it's not the original heaven, it's the DJ Sammy oh, dance cover. now you see. I've... He, my God, my God, Brian Adams must have made so much money just out of that song. I've put in brackets. <laughs> Meal makers. Meal makers. Now, the reason for that, and this will be to a very, very small demographic of the people that listen to us, <laughs> people of a certain age from the UK. Uh, and please back me up on this. I doubt if I'll hear from anybody about this, but uh, Ike, who I've mentioned on the podcast, you've met before, mm. um, mate. back in the 80s, obviously, you know, Heaven came out. And before then, so it would be pre-1984, there was this food come out by, and I forget who it was before, and they were called Meal Makers, and the advert for it, it was the exact same sort of tune as Heaven. So when Heaven came out, we went, Brian Adams has ripped off Meal Makers <laughs> advert. So anybody, wow, if that to... means anything to anybody, get in touch. I've tried to find it online. The music, I, you know, look on YouTube and all the usual yeah, yeah. places. Can't find it. Just to prove to ourselves, because I sent Ike the video of uh, Bruce Culloch and Eric Singer. And his, he just sent me a one-word reply that said, meal makers. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, back me up. Mm, Netflix. Netflix. Documentary. Myth and Mogul. John DeLorean. Yes, I watched that. What is it like? I haven't watched it yet. Is it worth watching or not? It's okay. I mean, I think the problem um, I'm finding with a lot of Netflix documentary series at the moment um, is also another 80 set one, the Cocaine Cowboys, about okay. the um, Miami um, cocaine dealers. They're just too long. It's yeah. too long for the subject matter. Like the Cocaine Cowboys one was six 50 minutes episodes. And oh it's just my God. Talking with like people were who were in their group and their wives and stuff and about their relationships. I'm just like, is this relevant? And the DeLorean one's okay. I think it's three or four episodes. Obviously, it's a lot shorter. Hmm. And there's a lot of stuff I don't know. It was all right. Yeah, it was pretty pretty decent. But I just feel like definitely some stuff can be a Netflix documentary series. But don't forget, you can also do 90-minute documentary movie where some... Yeah. some I think for Cocaine Cowboys, could have been a two-hour documentary movie. Um and maybe the DeLorean one maybe could have just been an hour and a half thing. Yeah, some but, are a bit. But yeah, like, out. yeah, it was fine. Yeah? Yeah, a lot I didn't know. I mean, they barely touch up. They don't mention the fact that it's, I think it's in the first episode they show a clip of Back to the Future, obviously. Yeah, of course. But they don't really touch on, you know, like, oh, and then he, uh, his car was used in Back to the Future. Just mm. So it's more about him. and Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, kind of interesting guy. But um, Netflix just... You know, quality, not quantity. <laughs> now then, Tom, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to uh, finger my button because we can't avoid it. It has to be done. You can see on my screen which button to press. Uh, we've, we've got to call him up, so here I, he is. I'm pressing it. I'm sorry, everyone. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> you brought him into being this time. Well, Tom. I mean... I, I never knew how happy the segment made you till I looked at you while that little jingle was playing and you, the grin on your face, the, the joy you get from the misery of others. Oh, let's talk about death, shall we? Hey, mate, thankfully, there's only one. But it's only a big one. It is a big one. Dusty Hill, 72. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's easy top. Of course. Yeah, which which is, you know, big death. Uh, you know, they they had like a resurgent, didn't they? Yeah. In, in oh the, yeah, in the, the 80s. 80s. My God, 
Well, I would say my favourite song, my favourite ZZ Top song is from the 70s, Tush. Oh, that's good. And it's him. Yeah. Yeah, it's him on vocals. Yeah. So, but there is a second death, Dave. Is there? I haven't got... Oh, go on. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> I mean, you probably wouldn't. Have, have, you, st- have you started a new thing now, Tom? I thought, where, I thought that's how we did it. I mean, uh, You press the button. We have to have the Grim Reaper before every death now, <laughs> do we? <laughs> Only because there's one more. I thought you. I mean, you probably didn't have this on your notes because I've been here. Um, like I took, like I think it was on the drive from the uh, train station that um, Sonny Cheaper had died. Oh, of course. Uh, obviously, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousand. You know, mm. he was still doing projects. You know, yeah, yeah, lined yeah. up. Um, but yeah, of um, Fast and Furious three fame. Two Tokyo Drift. Oh, is it Tokyo? Te- uh, like that was what some places was crediting with. I'm just like, have you not oh. seen the Street Fighter movies? And yeah. God knows how many more. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolute icon of martial arts cinema. Yeah, just ooh. Mm. I'm looking forward to. I'm going to go back and watch uh, a bunch of his films when I go home. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, a real shame. It is a sh- actually, and obviously, thankfully, this isn't a death, but a real shame. Stephen Pearcy diagnosed with cancer of the liver. Oh dear! He was diagnosed three years ago um, while having blood tests for hepatitis, but he released the news about it just the other week. Yeah. So you know, best wishes to him. Hopefully, he, he you know recovers and oh, of course, yeah. carries on. Of, of rats, awesome band. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we want to keep him with us. We don't want the Reaper appearing too many times in this show, do we? No, no. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's my notes mate have you have you not got any you've got a happy birthday up there have you got a birthday uh, no that was the sound that was the sound happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> that was from that was Sly's birthday in the last show oh, that we right. talked about. oh you just left it on there I left it on there because it's a nice thing what about that one to have about that one? <laughs> have we got any of that oh actually yeah would before we move go, on before we move on um, you're going to have to just hold Hold the yeah. Hold this, Tom. <laughs> Close your eyes and hold on to this. I mean, I'd need to see it. It's very small. Grab those headphones. Uh, the next pair, because oh, there's more than one pair, obviously. Right. Um, and you don't have to wear them. You can just put one to your ear if you want to. Because I need yeah. you to listen to something. Because we did start on the website Speakpipe again, yeah. which we originally had back in the 80s, Picture House days, and we've restarted it. Oh God. And uh, I'm not. <laughs> Because I because I have tinnitus, I don't really I'd never listen to stuff in my headphones anymore. Obviously this is fine because it's slow level talking for about yeah. thirty seconds or whatever it's gonna be. But oh, you're right in there. Oh I'm right I'm deep in your Oh, ears, talking mate. about being in there, I haven't even mentioned one of the main things for my stay. Oh go on then. Right up in there. But let's do this first. Okay. <laughs> That's teased everybody now, isn't it? <laughs> right up in there. Yeah. Listen to this segment and then you'll okay. hear about Tom being right up in there. <laughs> so yeah, we've got SpeakPipe. Go to the website at mw.co.uk and if whatever page you visit, a little speak pipe button will be, whether you go on a computer or your mobile phone, press on it and you can leave us a voice message up to 90 seconds long. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's free. We, you know, we don't know who you are unless you say so at the end of the message. And uh, we started this back in 80s Picture House days. Now then, back then, and I know we've got some listeners that listen to us from way back then. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, you, Tom, used to get some messages from Sandra. Well... It appears that Sandra has uh, found out that we've got a speak pipe again oh dear. and uh, has, has left you a message. So here we go. This was left via our speak pipe just the other week. And it's a, a message for you, Tom. I, uh, it's me, 
Sandra, is Tom still working for you? Oh, Tom. Oh, you'll be a lot older now. But like a fine cheese, you would have matured and your bits will be more stinky. <laughs> and uh, that was for you, mate. Well, that was beautiful. That was Sandra. Um, I'm, I'm glad she's still interested. <laughs> so, have, have you matured like a fine cheese? I think so. And, well, Tina knows all that. Well, Tina can tell you about stinky bits after finding yeah. what she discovered in the toilet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the toilet. The toilet. Let's so, get yeah, on to this I mean, before we get on to movie chat. Well, so. my God. So... I'm so actually I'm surprised that you're sat in here recording this with yeah. me because I thought you'd still be in the bathroom. Well, you you guys now have a a toilet in the Japanese style, um, and obviously <laughs> if people have been to Japan, I know a lot of people who um, have been to Japan and know of these toilets. Hmm. And you go and you sit on it, and obviously when you and when you flush, it gives you a little spray, yeah, right up there, but a bit and, of water up there, and um, and then and not not only does yours do that, it um. Gives you a little blow dry afterwards. Gives you blow. <laughs> gives you a, a but, blow yeah. afterwards. So you sat there and you you flush for as long as you want, and it sprays it right up your right up there, yeah. right right in, um, and then um, when you get, it just releases like it's like a hand dryer for your for your butthole. Yeah. And uh, wash and dry, mate, for your bum. Oh, it's wonderful. So the reason I left my boxer shorts and socks in the <laughs> toilet, which is something I don't even do in my own bedroom. I don't leave clothes lying around like that. Was because like I'd been to the toilet, then I had a shower, then I was just because it's quite you know it's a big boy, it's a hench, it's a good toilet, hench old boy. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at it like just as I was gathering up my toiletries it. in the bag, that bag there, mm-hmm. um, and I completely forgot to pick up my uh, my underwears, <laughs> as a uh, thing out of the room said. And uh, until Tina found him. So, yeah, I was driven to distraction by this toilet. You have been treating yourself to many poos since you've been here I because mean, of that toilet. I mean. Once I've gone from here, like I'm gonna to have to go back and use a toilet which doesn't shoot a jet of water up your ass, and it's just not gonna be the same. But you've got it figured out. You've said you've sort of figured out a homemade version that you're gonna try. Yeah, a, bo- a seltzer bottle and a hairdryer. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be the same. You can try. That's fine. I'll I'll put anything up there to try and. We'll try it. Video it. Put it on the YouTube channel. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's been a real highlight of the. Uh, yeah, visit. I think that's thrilled you more than finding rare vinyl, more than watching films, more than than meeting me and Tina after a couple of years. I think just being able to wash and dry your bottom hole after you've had a poo has been the biggest thrill. It's been I'm, I can't I can't argue with that. <laughs> and I thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will move on because we've got a a first time watch pick. That was my first time watch pick. And looking at the colour code, because you can be in charge of the buttons in this show, Tom. Yes. Um, yes. Shall we give the listeners the trailer for my first time watch pick? Let's do it. You might be a king. <laughs> His name is Lyle Swan. He's racing against the clock. Stand by for automatic. In more ways than one. Perimeter violation. Sector four. Terry. Is that for real? Because this ride, instead of taking him a thousand miles forward, will take him a hundred and five years backward. Dr. Savage, really? Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. If I'm right, sir, he stepped out around 1875. Man, am I glad to see you. He just happened to be in the right place 
at the wrong time. Uh, I was wondering if uh, maybe you could show me on this map here where uh, where I am. And fate gave him a present. Are you okay? Of the past. Only trouble was, he didn't know it. Hey, what the hell's happening here, huh? He didn't understand the people. Hey, why are those guys shooting at me like that? And they didn't understand him. Where did these come from? I'm thinking toys mostly. See, I hang with technoid types. We party and they come up with all this Bonnaroo boogie. In short, everything was different. Take off your clothes. Well, what? almost everything. You heard me, Mr. Swan. Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. General Lee had had that machine. We won the war. The past present fantasy of a desert racer. A beautiful gunslinger. Where are you from, my friend? Canoga Park, LA. A renegade priest. Beautiful, senor. Where did you get this map? Got it at an Exxon station. And assorted bad guys. Jumped up and down on it. Up and down. Kicked it. Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. An off-road racer who's way, way off the road. Well, after that incredibly long trailer, uh, my pick, as you might have noticed, is Time Rider, the adventure, not adventures, <laughs> adventure of Lyle Swan from 1982, currently a 5.4 on IMDb. <laughs> A 5.4, generous. Exceedingly. Uh, synopsis, a maverick motorbike racer wanders into a top-secret time travel research test site which unintentionally teleports him to the mid-1800s and ends up having to fight violent outlaws for his survival. Uh, Fred Ward as the titular, Lyle Swan. Fred Ward, always worth watching my book, um, is really good if he's given stuff to do which he didn't in this, we soon find out. We talked, the first thing that we talked about is why is it called The Adventure of uh, Lyle Swan, not The Adventures. We soon found that out because <laughs> he barely even had one adventure yeah, even, when yeah, he went back in time. 5.4 is generous. The term The Adventure is also generous. Yeah, very, very generous. The indeed. thing that's happened of Lyle Swan. Yeah, so he's like an off-road motorbike ride, rider and by the government experiment going on at the same time they're out in the wilds of america he unintentionally gets caught up in it gets transported back to the mid-1800s to the times of the wild west and for the whole film doesn't realize it's in the past yeah this is the main problem with a film when you've got your like fish out of water style movie which i'm always a fan of i love yeah, fish yeah. out of water stuff um but it runs into a problem like he never realizes in the whole duration that he's in the 1870s and neither do the other people in the film realise he's from the future. So any sort of fish-out-of-water wackiness or, like, mm. creativity out of that scenario is just gone. Yeah. There's nothing... Like, he just thinks he's in the 80s still, and they just don't know who he is and no. where he's come from. No, they think he's from Los Angeles, and yeah. he has a machine. This, um, you know, yeah. the machine. They don't know that he's from the future. So, yeah, exactly, mate. If they'd have really driven down into that fish out of water thing there could have been a lot more fun to go so he's the people the government 
people, let's call them that, they they know that he's been caught up and has been accidentally sent back to the past. Yeah, they're the ones who know. They're panicking. They want him back in, you know, back into the 80s again. They're trying to track him and trying to get him back down. That's sort of a good idea, but nothing's done with it. And the reason I picked it, again, if you listen to the last episode, because it it was a one-star letterbox review, was it's the movie where Fred Ward travels back in time to fuck his great-great-grandmother, which I thought, well, okay, that sounds like it could be interesting, um, but it's not. The whole, I mean, nothing, the whole thing, nothing happens in no. it. It is one of the most boring films we've ever had to sit through. It is very, it's just this, so dull. Yeah. Like, there's just long scenes when nothing really happens. Lots of shots of him just on his bike, yeah. cycling around. Yeah. There must be five minutes POV shots of on the front of the motorbike yeah. in dashing around. Yeah, like this is a 93-minute film, and there's no shame or anything in making it an 83-minute film. They hmm. existed then, they exist now. Yeah. I mean, that would have cut 10 minutes of it. Might I mean, it probably still boring, but I mean, less boring. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing happens. Like, it's very much a adventure. It's a good cast of, you know, like... It's a great cast. Him or her out of that. Like, yeah. Like familiar faces, but it's just... Dull. Yeah, when you think you've got somebody from the 80s on a motorbike going back into the Wild West, there's the government from today trying to track where he is, panicking, you've got all the people in the Wild West going, holy fuck, who's this, what's that machine, you're, you're from the future, what's you know, what's gone on, what happens after this, that and the other, nothing, it, it just plods along, and we were watching it and going... Fuck me, this but this is going to be hardly anything to say about this because yeah. nothing happens in it. And the um, bit like you, he, f- he ends up fucking his own great grandmother. Um, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense because there's this whole thing with a necklace, and like he gives her the necklace at the end of a film, which is how he ended up with a necklace handed down for his family. Hmm. But because he's given her the necklace, he's now without the necklace, and he'll never get it. Yeah, or will it? It does. Yeah, it all yeah. breaks apart. Like it does. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's just one of those sort of films. Even if it was good, it wouldn't really matter mm. about that bit. But that didn't help. Yeah. Um, because her, you know, like the story was she went she, after he lit, goes back to the eighties. Although she doesn't know he's gone to the eighties, she went to she went to L.A. to try and find him. But obviously, yeah. But again, they she didn't know he was from the future. It just really sucks <laughs> for life out of the entire it film. It does. Like, she didn't know he's from the future, even when the government. Send back a helicopter, a helicopter which appears. Right. And so imagine it back in you know the the mid eighteen hundreds, Wild West, and a helicopter appears. They, they still don't know he's from the future, and she buggers off to L.A. to try and find him. Yeah, because that's where all the helicopters and motorbikes are in the mid eighteen hundreds. Apparently, that's where it was all happening at the time. It's yeah. It's it really. I mean, really drags the film down. The fact that no one. Is acting like a fish mm. out of water in a fish out of water scenario. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that and the fact nothing happens. Was, yeah, I can't. I cannot stress enough how boring this film is. Yeah, and again, like that synopsis, and Time Rider. For fuck's sake, something called Time Rider, and it's boring. I mean, we've we've stumbled on this before, but mm. huge, huge disappointment. Not recommended whatsoever. No, for anybody as a first time. I mean, watch. it is on YouTube. Yeah, and a very good quality. It's, it's a great like, quality um, copy. It looks yeah. like, like some sort of Blu-ray rip of some. That's the best thing to say about it. Is that is the is the quality copy on YouTube is really good quality picture. Yeah. So if you want to try it out, if 
and you just mm. you know if that still has piqued your curiosity somehow then yeah give it a watch give it a watch but don't say we didn't warn you exactly yeah be good you know if you've got insomnia or something and you want to fall asleep pop it on yes that would be all right I'll put you out we can recommend it. it as that you know if you, if you want to keep put, put you out very quickly yeah but that's all we've got to say on that because there really is nothing else to say about it sorry no. about that yeah i mean that was 10 minutes I think we did well to make it like well ten minutes. I think two and a half minutes. So that was a trailer. I think it was. Yeah, it's just one of those. Sometimes, like there's like when a, like we talk about points and you know things that happen in the film, but when nothing happens in the film, there's nothing to talk. There's about. nothing to talk about at all. So let's move on to your rewatch pick, mate. And once again, finger that. But don't go near the bloody Grim Reaper button again. You're obsessed with it. Okay, I'm going for it. I'm going. For it. I'm go, pressing a button. Go on then. Now it began in May. And every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. Who looked at me? Nobody knew who or what was responsible. Come on. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. glimmering hope that was the trailer for my rewatch pick which was silver bullet based on the uh stephen king novelette which i believe is called cycle of a werewolf Mm -hmm. um now this obviously 1985 this was in peak king cocaine years (laughs) um obviously the year before he did maxima overdrive he did Cat's Eye in this period. This is a period where he, well, Maximum Overdrive, of course, he directed the thing, but this was when he was doing screenplays, and this was when he was just, like, off his tits on coke, and it is very much Stephen King, 80s, off his tits on coke screenplay, and it's great. <laughs> and not only that, you've got you've not only got Gary Busey in it, but possibly there's someone in it that overacts more than Gary Busey in it. Ooh. Who do you think that is? I mean, it's not. You, you can't have anybody that overacts like well, Gary Busey. Well, I think. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Forgot his name. Everett McGill. Everett McGill. That's what I said. That's, of course it was. That's of course it was who you said. Everett McGill. Yeah. Did sorry. There's something wrong with this soundboard here. <laughs> That's what happens when we have to do it together. Some some sort of sound issue. Yeah. Everett McGill as the uh, the vicar, mm. the reverend, not the vicar. That's British. Um, <laughs> the reverend who uh, spoilers territory as we get into. Mm. Obviously, it turns out to be the wolf. Just, I think he goes through it more than Busey does. I think, yeah, you could yeah, be right. I think actually. he just pips Busey, and that's. Gary Busey in an 80s movie. So. But I, th- I think at least Everett McGill sticks to the script. I'm sure that Gary Busey goes off script quite a few I times. don't know. Some of Stephen King's, the shit that Stephen King writes, you know, like, I'll be dipped in shit, like, mm. and, you know, like from uh, Creepshow and 
stuff like that. His, you know, the way he writes characters does it is, you know, the bollocks that these, you know, hick. Sorry for the harsh <laughs> word, but these characters, hick characters, come out with. It's like, yeah, I think that was King. Like everything Busey was saying sounded like King dialogue. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah. So the uh, plot is it's set in the seventies, seventy six. Oh yeah, yeah. And we have a female narrator, obviously, in present day, nineteen eighty five. Um, and we're saying after the film, I mean, I've never really thought about it much. She's, she, it's the the girl. There's a brother and sister, hmm. and she's talking about her brother and like what happened this summer. Obviously, as the trailer said, it started in May. Um, but when we got to the end, we're like, oh, is the brother dead? You know, as a brother died yeah, since. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the brother's played by Corey Haim and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, which is actually the called... wheelchair. Silver bullet. Yeah. The bullet. The silver bullet is not the werewolf where it is and it isn't. Mm. But it's also the name of a wheelchair, the tricked out wheelchair Gary Busey makes yeah. for Corey Haim's character. And anyway, he's in a wheelchair, so it's just like I mean he can't die from what he was in you know, he just you know. Because he he survives the events of the film. Yeah. But because his sister's narrating it all the way through and then she does, and how it ends, she she is talking about yeah, it in the past it's tense. It's quite an emotional "I love you" yeah thing at the end, and it's just like I guess I'll just have to get the book, yeah, and um, I'll I'll let you. Because I haven't read the book, so that's probably the trick. That yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's in one of his short story uh, collections. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll I'll have to get that on that at some yeah. point. But yeah, I mean, it really felt like um, I mean, I hadn't clicked before until Tina said, "Was like, oh, he dead?" Then I was like, "Oh, maybe." Um, but yeah, anyway, seven seventy six, brother and sister, they don't get on. Classic, you know. Um, that sort of thing, and in it's just like small town America, very mm. very Stephen King sort of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a werewolf. Um, and who is the werewolf? It does he does play that game for a while. Of yeah, like who keeping is the viewer guessing. Yeah, and there's a very the there's a very key scene with Everett McGill where he has a nightmare about the werewolf, mm. which throws you off a scent or fr- might might throw you off a scent. I mean, there's yeah, it was going to be him or Busey. Yeah, they're the, like, yeah, they're, they're like, the main two. Yeah. Not everyone else would have been like, well, maybe outside chance of Terry O'Quinn, who's the um, the sheriff. Yeah. But everyone else isn't got that bigger character in it, mm. unless it's one of the kids, which would have been a bit lame. Um, yeah, that would have been a bit lame. But yeah, it's a bit of a guessing game of who the, who the werewolf is. People are getting torn up, and like the special effects. It's um the werewolf was designed by Carlo Rambaldi, who's uh, obviously top notch. Good special good effects. Practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, and the gore is and the kills are some great excellent. kills in it excellent really good yeah really gory the werewolf looks fantastic they reveal it really well you know mm-hmm. they don't um <laughs> and it does stuff like it isn't it doesn't just gorge and tear at you you know like there's a baseball bat um old peacemaker or something yeah, yeah. Like, um that runs through the film he just you like there's just uses a baseball bat on some people it's just like yeah werewolf using a baseball bat mm-hmm. that's it but no it's like all the gore is fantastic um it's a very stephen king script um, it's a fun film as well. All the way through, it's a fun. Yeah, film. Gary Busey's a hoot. Corey, you can see why Corey Haim, you know, was so big. Yeah. Um, as I said about Everett McGill, he's just chews up the scenery like yeah, he, he does, was yeah. a fucking werewolf. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's just got that. The score's really good as well. It's got that yeah. sort of like coming of age. I mean, I mean, I guess kind of coming of age, just because it's like got kids in you know growing up in America. But the score's really good as well. That very eighties like family. It's almost like a family movie score, but um, in a lot of places. But uh, it's so different to Time Rider, though. Whereas Time Rider, <laughs> nothing happened, and we're waiting for it. I think with Silver Bullet, th- there's not a moment where 
something doesn't happen. It, yeah. it really holds your attention all the yeah. way through. There's always, you know, if it's not some action piece taking place, it's the cracking dialogue yeah. section going on. And it's like, it's just fun yeah, all the way just, through it. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And I know people are a bit dismissive of Stephen King's um, 80s period. I mean, Maxim- I mean, we love Maximum Overdrive, but yeah, uh, yeah. For, oh, we know it's garbage. And Cat's Eye, I mean, that's the one with the short stories, but I can't really remember it that well. That's the one that's not based on a book. I do remember yeah. that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, these films are fun. You know, they're just, you know, fun. You know, the gore's there, the story's there. Yeah. Just fun. And there's some good stuff to, to chew over because, of course, Corey Haim's character is in a wheelchair. Like you said, a big pimped up. And when we say pimped up, we mean it's got an engine in it and it goes like shit off a shovel. It's they, a motorbike. There's a car chase involving a car and a wheelchair. So yeah. if, if you've never seen that before, there you go. Yeah, that, it's, that'll get you watching it. It's basically a motorbike. Yeah, and I mean, like we were talking about this during a film, like Corey Haim's in that a lot of the time. Like he they're... does because Tina, we watched it with Tina, of course, and Tina had never seen it before, and she was like, "Holy shit, that's Corey Haim actually in this yeah. wheelchair." There's a couple of it, like I mean, literally a couple of instances that I clocked where it was obviously a stuntman, it was someone bigger. Mm, yeah, but like a lot of the time, like the first time he goes out in it and he spins around at the top of a road, that's him. He, it's him. Yeah. I mean, he, I bet he was just like, you know, a kid that age. Oh, oh do you want to get in this it. and fucking... Wouldn't you love it? I'd love it now. You'd be like, yeah. Insurance wasn't as big of a problem as... A, like, now you wouldn't get, be able to get, like, a kid that age. No. Like, a teenage kid into it and, like, yeah, just no go tearing up the road in this. Yeah. This death trap. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's... Yeah, it's, it's actually... It's, it's fun. And, and he's in a wheelchair because he's he's not got the use of his legs. But he's got, he can move his upper body. He can climb up a fucking tree. Well, this is, this, this is the thing. This is what I want to chew over with you, mate, because he can use his upper body. So we see him. I think the first thing we see him do is he's somehow climbed up a tree. Yeah, we don't see. He's just, he's already in the tree. He's in the tree. Okay. And it's not particularly high, the branch he's on. But it's not. Actually, can, can we just pause it there? Because I've just thought of something. There is one thing we didn't say about Time Rider. Do you want me to press a Time Rider trailer no. button? No, oh. no. Don't you dare press the Time Rider trailer. We don't want... <laughs> that, that, that's a sound that means we're just going back to what we're, we're going talking. back in time. And I know exactly what it like is. Like Lyle Swan. The one, yeah, the one thing in Time Rider that was, that was absolutely ridiculous and funny and memorable. Set the scene, Tom. What happens? Tell everybody. So you've got your, your baddie cowboys and uh, Lyle Swan's just shown up in his motorbike. And they've just killed one of their gang or some shit that cowboys do. And um, they have to tie the horses up. So one of them proceeds to tie their horses to a very thin twig. Branch is too... You know what I think twig is too... I think... You've got, like, it's basically what you've got, a plant I think behind. it's a sapling. Yeah. They tie the horse to a sapling. And it just, like, you can see it's just, like, the, the weight <laughs> of a leash, of a lead to start to slide... Just like, what are you doing? Like, that's just going to come straight off. Why are you tying your horse? I don't want my horse to escape. I'm going to tie it to this incredibly little tiny bit of plant. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So there was one good bit in Time Rider, and that was it. That's that's all we took out of it. So back to Silver Bullet. It began in May. You love being near that soundboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we we've left. We've left Corey Haim hanging from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. tree. But, yeah, but we never saw him go up. And it was like, yeah, the branch wasn't particularly high up. Mm. I mean, if I could, you know, if I stood on a wheelchair, the seat of a wheelchair, I could... You, you know, could reach could, the branch. There was a branch underneath it, and then he was on the one above. Yeah. But, like, we don't see him get up there. And no. then, later in the film, he has to 
he climbs out of his bedroom window and he gets mm-hmm. down all right. But we were always going, okay, he's got down okay. Yeah, it's like a lattice. Fair. Is it lattice? Yeah. Is that the right word? Lattice? Yeah, I think so. Wooden lattice that he sort of climbs down, just using his arms, obviously, because he can't use his legs. And yeah. then... And then we were all like, well, okay, fair enough. That might be achievable. Yeah. But how's he, how the fuck's he going to get back up? And like, he, he's not ripped. He's no. just a child. Like, yeah. If he was ripped and he could just pull himself back up this lattice thing by upper body strength alone. Hmm. But he just... And then he does, you know, there's a scene outside. Then he climbs back, you know, we just see him climbing back into a That's window. That's all you see, isn't it? Like, for fuck's sake. He, he, the camera is in his bedroom and he's climbing in through the window. He's obviously pulled himself back up that lattice. It's impossible. And we said he must be like... Carrying his, his own upper, body weight. His upper body strength. He must be so ripped. And just, you know... But he's not, though. I mean... He's not. He's just, he just how looks like could a kid. He, how could he do that? <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but Gary Busey as uh, Corey Hames' pissed-up uncle. Oh, just is... yeah, a bottle of wild turkey with him in almost every scene. Yeah. I don't know if that was Gary Busey's other characters. I mean, he, yeah, he was just great in it. He's just, like, classic Busey in mm-hmm. it. Um, he's what, you know, like, the, the, you know, they get him involved to try and, like, although he's a werewolf and like none of the adults would believe him, so they don't even bother telling him and you have to talk him around into believing he's a werewolf, mm-hmm. all, that sort of, all that sort of fun. A silver bullet does get made... Mm-hmm. Um, so there is actually a silver bullet in it but yeah it's just a big bag of fun and you watched this so this was your rewatch pick and then when we went to Letterboxd we found out that the last time you watched it it was only October last year yeah 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 my uh, spooky season last year was yeah, um, yeah watched about halfway through October so what August and 10 months later you, yeah. re-watch, you re-watch it again and it was still just as much fun yeah I think that says everything oh yeah anybody speaks needs volumes. to know yeah, the, yeah it speaks volumes you know I could Easily watch it this spooky season in two yeah. months. So who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe you will. And it was good because you brought your Blu-ray up as well. So we watched, you know, a really good Blu-ray of it. Yeah, which yeah. I say as he reaches across and yeah, and the, gets uh, it. the Scream Scream Factory Region A Blu-ray of it, which has got uh, loads of extras, including an interview of Everett McGill, uh, director's commentary, producer's commentary, all sorts. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was and, good. Uh, Highly recommended. I think it's well a, worth a rewatch. I think, it, I think somewhere in the UK has brought it out since. I'm sure. Oh, okay, I'll have to have a look for that because yeah. I've not got it in in my collection. So that's yeah, one. I'm, I'm pretty sure somewhere's brought it out. Maybe yeah. last Halloween in America in the UK. But uh, mm. anybody that hasn't watched it, oh, what a treat! Anybody that has watched it, what a treat! First time watch a rewatch, I think it's still just as much fun. Dave, can you remember when the film like when the film started? Where what month it was? What, no, what month was it? It began in May. Ah, it was in May. Yeah, it was in May. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank God I'm not here all the time. <laughs> this, the, yeah, this is uh, just a little taste of what would happen with Tom in, in charge of the soundboard. Oh, you can press your, your, your finger on the button again. In oh, is, just it, a minute, oh, is it yellow? Because, yeah, it's 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 that one. Yeah, you don't need to. In just a second. Uh, sexy I, music, yeah. Yeah, the sexy music, because I've got more Sylvester Stallone talk. No, we, we're going to go on to next month's picks. But I think, uh, yeah, I think we've said all that we can say about Silver Bullet and hopefully our enthusiasm has played through enough that if you haven't watched it you're going to give it a chance and if you have we've sort of confirmed it is well worth a rewatch, isn't it absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. so tom do you um want to do you want to do you want to as if people didn't know already press the bloody button mate i'm pressing it let's go
I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I've got it. Perfect timing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well done. Well done. So, my first time on watch pick. <laughs> If well, only people could have seen what was happening there. It was uh, was released in 1984, <laughs> and uh, Tina said we should watch it. And yeah, like, and she's I've never not seen, seen it. it. No, nope. you've not seen it. No, so, like, Tina's never seen really. it. Sean Penn's in it. Elizabeth McGovern's in it. Nick Cage is in it. Uh, Crispin Glover's in it. It's a uh, it's full of uh, early talent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's called <laughs> early talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Racing with a Moon. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all that early talent, mate. Racing with the Moon. Now, yeah, that's, I don't know. don't know why that's passed me by. Maybe we'll find out why it passed me by. <laughs> but that'll be our first time watch pick. Uh, right, my rewatch pick, mate. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Because you don't know what it oh, is. Oh, I don't know. You don't know what it is. It's from 1986. It is directed by somebody we've done an interview show with. Oh. It stars two people we've done interview shows with. What? These three interview shows, none of them we've re-released on 60MW yet. These were all from our 80s Picture House days. So what I think we should do is, while you're here, we'll record the introduction to our show with the director of it. And we'll re-release that uh, around the same sort of week-ish as we release this episode. Sounds good. And then, of course, people have still got the two other people interview to look forward ah. to. The film is Chopping Mal. Hey! Uh, directed by Jim Winorski. Of course. So we'll, um, we'll release our interview show with him. Of course, Kelly Maroney, isn't it? We've yeah, done one yeah. with him. Uh, uh, I nearly said Babs Windsor then. Babs Crampton. Yes. We've done an interview show with her. So there's two more interview shows coming at you at some point. Haven't seen it for a while. Yes, yeah, I remember really enjoying it. Uh, we talked to Jim about it. Yes. So it'd be good, obviously, to release the interview show with that. So people listening to the uh, September show can then listen to Jim and us talking about it too. So Chopping Mal Chopping Mal. will be our rewatch pick for September. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's about it, mate, as we're getting towards the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's about the same sort of length as a normal show, isn't it? It is, yeah. We thought we'd go on a bit more. I mean, yeah. um, It's Time Rider did us because there was bugger all to say yeah, about and, that. Yeah, and then... Similarly with Silver Bullet, because we just enjoyed it, and there's nothing to take the piss out of because we just enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, it was... That's less to talk about, because, I mean, obviously I can see a little time here, and we 45 minutes was us talking stuff, and then the last half hour was just for two films. So <laughs> that's how that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there's not too much to say for the good mm. or the bad. Yeah, so. sometimes the film talks longer, other times the 80s-related stuff is, talk, is, uh, is for longer. Um and we've got we got everybody updated with what's happened while you've been here. Yes, too, which is always the important nice. thing. Yeah, the, the the main point of the whole show, of course. <laughs> uh, hopefully, everybody knows by now. 60mw.co.uk is the website. Everything's on there. News, reviews, links to social media, Twitter and Instagram is at 60mw podcast. The world tours on there, which I've told you all about. Joining on that, uh, you can leave us a review. Easy way to do it on the website. Just go and have a look, have a click around, enjoy yourself. Our letterbox names are on there. Yes, of course. You can, you can see what we're watching. Uh, you can see how we rate the films. You can read, because you review. You do a little mini review for everything yeah. that you watch. Sometimes longer, if uh, yeah. if it's one of them. Um, so people can keep updated with that too. Yeah, yeah, I like to write a little thing. Yeah. 
and um, yeah, that's it. We we finished. I know traditionally I just say goodbye quickly and then leave it to you. And God knows what you do because you've got all those buttons in front of you. And look at look at you. You're reading the names of the different sounds we got on there. <laughs> Smiling while he looks at it, he's thinking the power of my finger that I could do it. Uh, but obviously, awesome to have Tom back here. Not going to be long before you're back, mate. Record another show in person. We will record the intro now to Jim Wynorski. We will. And uh, then we're going to try something a little bit different that you might see on our YouTube channel. We'll see how it goes. We'll have a little play. We're just going to get oiled up first. Yeah, before get we, lubed. And then get the, all the cameras ready. Uh, decide whether we're going to do it with VR cameras or not. And then that'll be the subscription-based part of the 60MW YouTube. Subscribe to that while you're there. Then you don't miss out. Exactly. 60MW podcast on, um, on YouTube. Subscribe to that. And uh, don't miss out on, on what we can do. So, thank you for listening. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure. Looking forward to tonight. Films again. Yep, should be fun. Should, should, be, fun. Be, should be good. And It'll sing along to Streets of Fire. Yeah, Streets of Fire. Hopefully the Ninja film's really good. We can report back on that yes. in the September yeah, and show. And if we don't mention it, then it's not. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. knows that it was really shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so um, goodbye, Tom. How are you going to finish the show now that you're sat here with the power before you and a big microphone before your lips? Awkwardly. <laughs> Goodbye. And I, I forgot at the beginning. Oh, what do I what press, did I forget? Do I have to press this again? Oh no, we didn't do it the first time. Did, I oh. forgot, didn't I? Got it at the end.